This episode contains content that may be sensitive to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Carrie. And I'm Chrissy. And And we we are Status Macabre. Recorded live from the Maddie Johnson Podcast Studio at GOT Sound Studio in Columbia, South Carolina. This is Status Macabre. Yeah, so they uh, they they would probably just like, here's a tray, uh, go to Foothills, take a fucking order, and just let us know what you need. Exactly. <laughs> hey, new carry. Uh, right? Table three. <laughs> You would either be New Carrie or Carolyn Three. Carolyn Three. All right. Hey, Carolyn Three. Um, get over here. So pour some beer. We have a girl named Carolyn that yeah. works there, which I've told you about. And I got the text message from Ashley when I was on the cruise with Patrick, and she said, "Hey, I just want you to know on the schedule you'll always be Carrie." And on the cruise in international waters, I was like, uh, "Am I not? Have I not always?" <laughs> Like, and I think I even prefaced it with like, I know I'm on a cruise and I probably missed some messages, but what the fuck, Ashley? And she said, oh yeah, I probably should explain that. She said, we hired a Carolyn. Okay. That makes sense. That's not going to be a problem. Right. Well, it is a problem for me because I see Carolyn and I just think Carolyn, even though my name is, you know, so there's been a little bit of confusion on, on my part, but now People at Crafty who have never called me Carolyn are starting to call you Carolyn. Are starting like DJ was like DJ was like, "Hey Carolyn," and I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> um, what the fuck? Okay, tell him to call you Maine Coon. I like that. See, uh, that's much better. Just call me Maine Coon. Call me Maine MK for short. Anyway, so that's funny here we are we are here on Fucking finally yeah it's been a strange morning it has but um i mean i don't mind sharing uh much love to the got sound studios and neek the geek and 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 god bless barrett for yes. coming up and saving us even though he can't hear us now he's here somewhere but we got here and somebody partied a little too hard last night and didn't, wasn't here to let us into the recording studio. So we waited for literally an hour. Literally an but hour. In the heat. In the Oh, God. And I think I have like two flies in my car now. I know. I saw one get in my Bronco and I was like, I saw it too Shit. when I was uh, standing next to your door. Yeah. Oh, well. And I hate. Maybe I'll suffocate. I don't know. Like, I know our listeners are far and wide. We have some international listeners and we have some West Coast listeners Mm -hmm. and we have some Northeast. We have, we really do have listeners everywhere. Everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. um, I can definitely speak for the Northeast and for the Southeast where we are, but I don't know in like Washington or overseas what your fly situation is. (laughs) Fly situation. But I want to tell you, everybody, that it fucking sucks here yeah. in South Carolina and you have like a, a beautiful new mansion now so you probably don't deal with this oh bull crap I've got flies the little peon ah uh, no I no flies of all kinds I had a fruit fly infestation oh god so where was the piece of fruit it, there was no fruit Catherine had a science fair project and she was growing these fucking lima beans <laughs> 
And there Inside were, the side. OMG, there were fruit flies everywhere. And I mean, like on the columns, in the kitchen, on the bar, on the ceiling. I, I, I could have killed her. Right. I mean, right. not her fault, but her fault. And you, you have kids at home, clearly, and you have animals that you need to let in and out. And yes. I have uh, just puppy at home. But I will tell you that every time I open the door for that little fucking shithead dog of mine that I love very much, <laughs> I watch two flies come in. Yep. And I'm like, what? That's the emission fee. I don't. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> and so yesterday... I kid you not. I try not to kill them because I think it's gross. So I try to, they hover by the back door because they see the light, I guess. Yeah. And they want out. So I try to like brush them out. Um, and I don't want one of those gross fly tape things that you hang. No. But I may invest because it's disgusting. I think there were five total. Let me tell you, my neighbor has one of these. I thought he was just carrying around a fucking badminton racket. Yeah. But it's not. It's shaped like a badminton. Yeah. But it's got like this electric thing and you just snap it he was killing bugs left and right out there the other day and i was like shit i need to get myself one of these but do you have to like go to the bug or does the bug come to you he said it's either way it's either way so it attracts the bug. he's like yeah i mean if it's around you just turn it and zap 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 it's it seemed very convenient and i mean well i'm gonna log on to amazon exactly that's uh get yourself one get you one get you one yeah, so um, I went to the Garth Brooks concert last night. So oh, okay, I I mean, come on, Thunder Rolls. I mean, Garth Brooks is still a thing. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, he was in Charlotte. He was great. Anybody who likes country music, you got to put Garth on your bucket list. I mean, right. he's a mega star. I did. I. I'm not going to say I used to love him, meaning that I don't love him now, but I like the old Garth Brooks. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah. the 90s Garth uh, Brooks. Same, same. Yeah. That, he, I, he played most of okay. his... I honestly didn't think he was songs. doing anything now. I've He's seen, still touring. Is he married to Tr- Trisha? Trisha. Yeah, she what? came out on stage and sang. It was pretty cool. I got to be honest with you. I think their love story is awesome. I, I Even though agree. it's tragic for someone, but I think their love story is awesome. You know, love, it's going to be tragic for somebody. Always is. So, but it was, it was a great concert. I drank a little too much. Yeah. Um, and didn't get home until late. And so I'm What's really late? tired this morning. Um, I didn't go to bed till like two. Okay. It may have been almost three. Okay. Cause I didn't go to, I worked at the bar last night and I stayed and helped close. Yeah. Cause I'm fucking awesome. Um, yeah, I'm saying that. And I also will say so no humble. good deed goes unpunished people. So remember that because I told an individual, I was like, never again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I stayed up there and I was working on a few things, um, yeah. for the show today. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I left there at one. I didn't oh, have a lot yeah. to drink. I've been really cut one. It's a damn decent drive. Yeah. Uh, so I had, um, like one and a half glasses of wine, I think. Yeah. Because in my mind, I'm like, even though wine has a higher alcohol content, I drink it slower. Yeah, you're not guzzling wine. Yeah. No one's like, like a beer, shoot, I can shoot, like, shoot, shoot, right? <laughs> like a beer, I'm done in, you know, three minutes and just, oh, you bring me a new beer, just go ahead and bring me another one. Exactly. Yeah. So, and then I, I drove home and then I, I walked the dog at like fucking whatever. It was like 145 at that point. And then I think I had another beer, did some more work. It was 4.30 when I laid down. Oh, how are you not 
dragging oh, yeah. no, I'm, ass. I'm, and I didn't have a shit ton of to drink, but I'm I'm tired. Exactly. And then yeah. this whole week. Yeah. You need a nap. And my fucking refrigerator. God, like I'm just bitching. It's okay. Bitch session. Bitch session. It's all right. At least we're not talking about like Roe versus Wade or any political Dear bullshit. God, please don't. <laughs> Barrett's going to bust in the door here. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm so glad he can't hear us talking shit you about him. damn Republicans. You've ruined my life. I have seen. I um, can't have an abortion now, but I'm a dude. <laughs> so I'm going to bitch. I have seen. Oh, you know what? We, we need to just stop. We're going we to lose all our listeners. Chrissy and I, from a political perspective, I think are in sync. Yeah, we're very. And, and nothing against. I like I, we need all types of people in the world to make it go around. Right. But <laughs> yeah, even the stupid ones. We are, we are very uh, conservative. And it's probably just because we're chicken shits. And uh, no, we're not. Um, don't want to branch out maybe. I don't know. But yeah, we're well, very conservative. I think. So I ignore think us. I, don't ignore us. <laughs> I, I mean, there, there are definitely some, some things on both sides of the spectrum that I am mm. like, oh man, if. Agreed. You know, but. I think we're more in the middle. Yeah. I think you try to be moderate. You know, everything's good in doses. Just don't be fucking stupid. Don't be psycho. It's like Rob told me, um, uh, don't be a dumb bitch. Be, be a, a smart, smart bitch. bitch. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I, you know, I guess we actually have a show to talk about. We today, do. We? we do. We do. We could, we could go on about political bullshit, we, but we'd have no listeners left. And we, right. <laughs> and we haven't, we actually haven't talked in a while either. Yeah. Um, life's been crazy. Yes, it has. All right. But I'm, I'm excited about your episode today. Yeah. Well, I, you know, do you like scary movies? I know you're not a huge Right. Scary movie fan. So I, um, uh, like, yes and no, because I will watch them on a plane because I am scared to death to fly and I feel like it's the only thing that can jar me out of my fear. Right. But at home, I'm never like, oh, let's watch a scary, like, yeah. what was the, let's play a game? What was that movie? <laughs> the one I made you watch? The Visitors? No. Oh, the, you mean, uh... uh the let's play game where the little guy rolls into the room and you got to you oh, cut off your saw. arm. Saw. Yeah. <clears throat> I watched, I think, saw one. And then I was like, I'm done. I, I'm I'm good. I don't like the like the blood and guts and gore. I right. like the like the, the haunting of Blair Mansion. type. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. And I consider scary? I consider those scary. So my favorite all time scary movie you do consider those scary, you said? I I don't I consider like the haunting stuff scary. I don't consider Saw scary. To me, that's more of a like puzzle. You know, it's like a yeah. it's a like blood and suspenseful guts. situation. Thriller, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, me I like those two. Blood and guts, no. Yeah. Like Texas Chainsaw. Chainsaw. Any of the gross ones, uh Blair Witch Project, that fr- fucking freaked me out. Uh, yeah. Uh yeah. I like that, but I don't want to see intestines being drugged down the road. That's fair. That's fair. So uh, my all-time favorite scary movie is The Exorcist. Okay. And. I haven't watched that in a long time. I remember my dad telling me about it when I was, you know, about a freshman in high school. I was having a sleepover and me and my girlfriends were piled in front of this little 13-inch black and white TV because it was the spare television that my parents had. How old did you say you were? I was probably... 
freshman in high freshman? school. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> enough, enough to, to know a little bit and yeah. still yet old enough to not know no, a little enough. bit. Right. And, and I wasn't really sheltered, but you know, I didn't have access to a lot of that stuff. Right. So, you know, and this TV's black and white, but even in the black and white, it scared the whole hell out, you know, the holy hell out of me because it's, there's a lot going on in that movie. Um, Reagan starts spinning her head around. Now, did you watch the original one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She spins her head around. She starts vomiting like green pea soup everywhere. And she has a crucifix and she's, stra- you know, stabbing her crotch yeah. with the crucifix. It's, and yeah, it's yelling been so long. Profanities at the the priest. Um, but that's kind of all it took to give me nightmares for, for months. Um, and I, I didn't know what an exorcism was. Um, I got everything that I knew was from that movie <laughs> because you didn't have Google and, and right. all that. And AOL dial up was kind of just right. coming out. Like, yeah, exactly. It wasn't like, Hey, let's run to the internet. Yeah. And I Google that pull up my smartphone. I had to look at a fucking encyclopedia. So go to the index in the library. Ex- and remember the drawers you pulled out? Ex- I remember there being a test on how to use that. Ex- yes. Pointless. I just want everyone to know it's now pointless. I was going to say, what were you going to use that for now in life? But, yeah. but so I wanted to understand what was involved with exorcisms. And ever since then, I've been kind of fascinated. So today we're going to talk about some real life cases of exorcism. Um, I would say don't watch them or listen to this in the dark um, by yourself, maybe right. while playing a Ouija board. I mean, I don't know. Some I mean, people yeah, so are like that. If you're driving, pull, put the Ouija board down. down. <laughs> pull over to the side of the road. I mean, everybody multitasks now when they're driving. No judgment. I'm just saying, put it down. Agreed. <laughs> just to make this a safe episode. Right. So uh, in research, um, Exorcisms have existed in various cultures and religions for millennia, but the practice became popular in the Catholic Church in the 1500s with priests who would use the Latin phrase Veda Retro Santana, which means go back Satan. Um, and that that's to expel demons from their mortal hosts. Um, but what exactly is an exorcism? Um, so I went online. Um, defined by the United Conference of Catholic Bishops. Intriguing website, by the way. Exorcism is a specific form of prayer that the church uses against the power of the devil. So according to the bishops, there are instances when a person needs to be protected against the power of the devil or to be withdrawn from his spiritual dominion. At such times, the church asks publicly and authoritatively in the name of Jesus Christ for his protection or liberation through the use of exorcism. So that said, you can't just walk into the Catholic church and go, hey, I'd like an exorcism, right? It just doesn't work that way, unfortunately. A little bit of planning needs to go. A little bit of planning, a little bit of research. Yeah, we all remember how that movie ended, right? Exactly. So you don't... You don't want the priest running out the window. Yeah, you, it, there's got to be a little bit of planning going on, right? So it, it has to be appointed, actually, by the bishop. The bishop's got to say, okay, 
you deserve an exorcism. You deserve an exorcism. He's he's the ruler of, oh, wow. yeah. Oh, the the Catholic Church has got like this whole hierarchy. Oh, that's right. right. You're a Catholic exorcism. <laughs> say that again. Catholicism. How do you say it? Catholicism. Yeah, that. Yeah, that. Well, based on my research, there appears to be a quote unquote type when it comes to identifying who qualifies for exorcisms. Uh, did you know 80% of the people who ask to have an exorcism are actually sexually um, assault victim, victims? So they've either been sexually abused or assaulted. And I, didn't, I don't know literally anything about exorcisms except like you, what I uh, remember from Stabbing the somebody's grudge. Yeah. yeah, so I'm. Um, it's going to be the day that I learn a lot. Oh, this is great. All about exorcisms. I was X years old when I learned about exorcisms. You put that on your status. I'll do that. Um, so, yeah, 80% of those people are sexual abuse victims. Um, reason being that particular kind of trauma can profoundly affect how someone forms relationships. So they're more vulnerable to attack. Um, that's not to say that all sexual assault victims are going to be possessed by a demon. I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. No, they're not but, all. Um, Sadis Macab says, I am going to be I'm being possessed. possessed, so maybe I should go check it out. Cool. Um, and you can't use that as an excuse for shit either. Right, right. So I'm just going to put that to the side, small print. Hell, everybody blames their mother anyway, so just Thanks. go ahead and toss that on the pile. Thank you. Well, I was, uh, my mother treated me poorly. Okay, well, that's why. That's why, and you probably have a demon. Um, and now when you add an attraction to the occult and or new age practices, that can really make somebody susceptible. So you, you're piling on more crap, mm -hmm. um, to allow a spirit to, you know, basically enter your body. Your soul's weak. People stay yeah. strong out there. <laughs> stay strong. <laughs> <laughs> Other targets may include people who suffer from addiction or those with severe mental health issues. There is an exorcist. Um, his name is Bishop Brian D. Ouellette. And he's an exorcist under the old Catholic Church, which is actually a separate branch of Catholicism from the Roman Catholic Church. And we're not even going to get into I that. I say, please, I cannot um, right now. I, yeah, it's too much. So, um, and he explains that the possessed often suffer symptoms consistent with schizophrenia or bipolar disorder, among others. And, you know, I'm going to keep my mouth close but um same same i'm yeah. looking at you with my my zip lip smile yeah. like oh my god i could go down a rabbit hole right now agreed agreed not happening today yeah satan Sueulette, <laughs> <laughs> so who received a degree in psychology before becoming an exorcist explains that the mentally ill are vulnerable and confusingly if one is possessed they often display similar signs of mental illness now isn't that convenient <laughs> Isn't that convenient? Carrie just zipped her lips. So, yeah. Um, it's hard. <laughs> it is hard. According to Ouellette, there is a lot of science behind determining if a person is really possessed uh, versus them having a mental or physical issue. When researching a suspected demonic possession case, there are around six symptoms that fall in line with a true possession. Although one doesn't have to have all six to officially be diagnosed. So first is an aversion to the sacred. 
Um, and meaning that any blessed objects and holy water may be troubling to a dark force. So if you've ever seen any of those movies and, you know, the priest throws the, I, I, well, I know I, the exorcist, the supernatural. Priest, well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> throws the holy water That's, and it burns. Yeah. I mean, yeah, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, all that I know from exorcisms, I learned from supernatural and the exorcist. <laughs> Thank you. Supernatural. Thank you. The more, you know, <laughs> And knowing is half the battle. Thank you, LeVar Burton. Okay, we're going to stop. <laughs> so um, the second is an enhanced strength. So there was one case that Ouellette had um, referenced where a 12-year-old girl um, had overpowered four grown adult men. And there's... I call y- bullshit, but whatever. I mean, maybe they were weak. I, I don't oh, know. God, I can't. Maybe they were it. on their deathbed. I got nothing. But... <laughs> um, there's also foaming at the mouth. Um, this was reported in a 2016 case, which was attributed to the use of a Ouija board. So, guys, again, pull over. Put the Ouija board. Put the damn Ouija away. board down. We know you're out there. Just do it. <laughs> they're, they're sitting there with their hands on it. Shit. Let me stop. <laughs> um, speaking a language that they aren't familiar with, um, oftentimes... Um, school records will be examined during the screening process to ensure that someone cannot or shouldn't know whatever language is being spoken. I, you know, I, I'm just going to say it right here. I, wh- wh- why doesn't, if someone is possessed, okay, let's just say. Yeah. Who the fuck says uh, you can't, they can't have an exorcism? Like, why? Why the fuck would you say, nope, you, sorry. You, <laughs> We don't have to answer that now. I'm just putting that out there. Well, I'm I'm going to we're gonna we're gonna we're go gonna through hey, we're gonna okay. get a couple of cases where you're like, all right, um, maybe they should, maybe they shouldn't have. Okay. I don't know. We'll see. Change my mind. Well, in one case, a four year old girl was being um, was determined to be speaking a rare ancient form of Aramaic, and a special interpreter had to be found to understand what the hell she was saying. So, which I find that piece very interesting. Yeah. How do you learn how to, I mean, I guess you don't learn, right? You just, you got something in you and you're, I mean, yeah. How do they even know it's a language? Yeah. I got nothing. Right. I I just, anyway, patiently waiting. Yeah. Okay. So, and then there's knowledge of hidden things. Uh, A case was cited where a victim knew what was going on with a prayer group in an adjacent building um, without having any other way of knowing what was going on. So that was, but I mean, if they were near a church, they might. May, yeah. Hey, uh, a prayer's going on. <gasps> She's got a demon she in her. Demon. I mean, I, I you, know, you would think I have a demon in me every single day That's for fair. other reasons. That's but fair. That explains a lot, a lot actually. Right? <laughs> Carrie's possessed today. Fuck off, Carrie. Some symptoms. Some other symptoms are darkness in the eyes to the point where they look extremely black. So you got I mean, no, got there. no pupils. Just, oh, not like that. Never mind. Okay. Uh, what so are it's you talking all about? black. Yeah, not we're like talking circles. Gotcha. Yeah, no, no, we're not talking about a raccoon. We're talking about like like I woke up. Pupils. I didn't take my makeup off last night. Yeah, no, I got it. <laughs> totally different. Got it. Totally different. Um, vivid nightmares and uh, provocative sexual behavior toward priests. Oh yeah. Which again, you can see in The Exorcist. Um, lastly, levitation, environmental disturbances, or moving objects with one's mind are possibilities, 
but they are less likely to occur. Fuck that. If I'm being, if I have a demon, I want want all of it. I want to levitate. (laughs) I want to fuck the priest and I want those black, awesome, cool eyes. So, um, I don't, I want all of the symptoms. Give it to me. Well, yeah. Cause I just don't want one without the other. Thank you. Especially if I'm going up and filling out an, an exorcism application. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, you don't have the black eyes. We, we're going to have to reject like, you. I want all of it. The best part. Come back when you want to screw the priest. Right. Like, <laughs> are you levitating yet? No. Nope. Sorry. Sit back down. And actually, but I'm going to sit over here and fill out my form. <laughs> I'm going to levitate the pen and do Thank that. Thank you. Which my emergency contact. <laughs> um, so some exorcisms are pretty straightforward and just require a blessing from the priest uh, to rid either the place or person of the demon. Uh, these are called mini exorcisms, actually. Uh, there are some more severe cases that require... Just a blessing. To it is. It's just a blessing, right? It's, it's you know, God be with you. Peace be with you. No, peace be with you. No. I have to say... Yeah, that's right. Okay. I have to say that every Saturday. Did um, you say it today? No, not yet. I haven't been to Mass. I just okay, say I, it. I can't. All right. We'll yeah, just All right. you're going down a rabbit hole. So, um, but there, the more severe cases require a series of prayers that are laid out in the rite of exorcism, which is kind of like a handbook um, that exorcists go by. Um, and and there's actually just a side note. I mean, anybody who wants to be an exorcist, you got to be a priest first. But you go to a seminar and basically kind of take a test. And then you become certified in devil possession. Okay, well then I can take the online test to be a priest, right? And exactly. Right? You can put that little character beside your up. name. <laughs> okay. I guess, I don't know. But um, those types of severe, uh, where you know, you've know you got to do a series of prayers can take days, weeks, months, or even years to oh, wow. exercise a demon out of I mean, somebody. Weeks. Days, sure. weeks, okay. My period Fucking lasts seven days, so that's a week. Right. <laughs> months or years? Nah, dude, we're getting another priest. Yeah, I know, right? I'm going to have to... Send the next guy in. Thank you. Or send multiples in. We got to speed this up. Um, and- Could you imagine, like, FMLA? <laughs> <laughs> Reason being, exorcism. <laughs> I'm possessed. <laughs> I wonder if human resources would approve that. Does I mean, that fall into like, the category? I if my doctor would be like, oh yeah, I can fill that out for you. We're possessed. <laughs> Could you imagine? How does that work? Just fax I'm gonna your form to, over and I'll fill it right. out. And then I'll just, I, I'm going to have to ask somebody that, but well, I know you can't answer that, but I'm legit curious. I now. need you to go and talk to your doctor. <laughs> I can see my doctor would be like, Come again? Get the fuck out. <laughs> I can give you a COVID shot. <laughs> That'll fix it. That'll fix it right up. So the the person who is being possessed, though, their reactions can vary during these exorcisms. The exorcist movie, aside from the head spinning, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe spitting up the green pea soup, is actually a really good example of every possible thing that could happen during a ritual yeah yeah i seem like i do recall hearing that it's not surprising then that the exorcist was based on a real exorcism uh the case began in late 1949 in cottage city maryland ronald hunklier 
Um, and he's later referred to as Ronald, or excuse me, Roland Doe. Um, and that's just to keep his, like during the time, to keep his identity secret. Uh, okay. So, but I'm going to refer to him as Ronald because the cat's out of the bag and he's dead. Uh, but he became so upset about the passing of his aunt that he became despondent. And yes, I said aunts because we're in the South. Um, his aunt Harriet was a very unique individual. She was a spiritualist who taught Ronald about the occult and how to use a Ouija board. Oh, cool aunt. Yeah. And so he's about 13 years old at this point in time. When he died, when she died? When, right. When okay. she died. Yep. So in, it was January of 49, um, right after Harriet's passing, Ronald began hearing and seeing like strange phenomena. It started with scratching sounds coming from the floors and the walls of his bedroom. And then water began dripping from the pipes and walls. More terrifying, his bed started moving on its own. So Ronald's mother believed that Ronald's despondent behavior and strange happenings were somehow linked to Harriet's passing. Because I guess she believed in that shit too. After undergoing a series of medical and psychological tests, which all came back normal, Ronald's mother sought out a Lutheran minister. Now, the minister, in turn, was like, hey, we don't do that here. So you're going to need to go talk to the Catholic You go talk priest. to the Catholics. Yeah, go talk to the Catholics. We're going to pass this right on over <laughs> yeah. to the Catholics. We're normal. It's too old school for us. <laughs> we can't read Latin. <laughs> well, a Father E. Albert Hughes was then engaged and approached his superiors for permission to perform an exorcism. So there's 14 witnesses watching Hughes. He's strapping down Ronald, who at this point was in a trance-like state, and on the mattress, right? And he's going to start his recitations. There, I don't even know what that word means. Recitations. I'm assuming scripts of some sort. Just prayers. prayers yeah, I mean, it. he's throwing some holy water. He's got the crucifix. Okay. You know, he's like, got. That's a legit he, question. I was like, I yeah. have never heard. He's of starting word. the ritual process. I guess that's a, yeah. a word that you guys use a lot in the church. No, I think that's just a general Everyone's... Webster dictionary word. Ow. Excuse me. <laughs> You've learned something again. The day okay. of learning. The day of learning for Carrie. We need to rename this episode. Um, but there are conflicting reports on what happens next. Some say that during the ritual, Ronald broke off a piece of mattress and slashed the priest across his shoulders. Um, uh, there are other reports say that there was a rhythmic scratching and a relic of St. Margaret Mary was thrown on the floor when no one had gone anywhere near the rel- relic. But either way, regardless of which one of these happened, they had to stop the exorcism, and it ended. Um, And it was quickly decided that Ronald needed to be taken to St. Louis, where coincidentally, that's where his Aunt Harriet had lived. Um, There in St. Louis, he'd be treated for demonic uh, possession. So I don't know how you fill that out on like a Medicaid form, but... He went to the hospital, just saying. And this was, oh, in the 40s. In the it. 40s. So once he's in St. Louis, he was admitted into Alexian Brothers Hospital, along with the demon that possessed him. So they both got checked in. Both your assholes, get in there. Get in there. We're strapping you to the bed. It was documented that a few days after arrival, the word Lewis was written on the boy's ribs in deep red 
which appeared to be in the form of scratches. So almost like, I don't know if somebody's writing from the inside out or... Like like we saw in the movie, honestly. Ex- yeah. That's how I'm picturing it. Yep. So then after some discussion, like amongst the priests in the room, there was a discussion of departure, like was brought up, like how long are we going to keep him here? And the word Saturday was written very clearly on Ronald's hip, along with a message to his mother regarding the length of time she'd need to stay in the hospital um, with him. And three and a half was written out, three and a half weeks. Oh, wow. On his chest. So So, the demon's... Like project planning on this dude's it, it chest. Sounds like, it so you're going to be in the hospital like, for three days. How long Mom, you you're going to need to stay right. here for three and a half weeks. And then I'm out. Deuces, right. right. Could so, you cool, thanks. give me that level of effort, please? Right. If you guys fuck off, I'll be gone in three and a half weeks. Exactly. And it's not going to be done. So y'all need to. <laughs> or everybody do your jobs and I'll be gone in three and a half weeks. Now give I me mean, that damn crucifix. Honestly, I like this demon. At least He's I know. very organized, At right? Least I know. There's no surprises. It's not going to be years. Thank you. <laughs> it's just until Saturday. Cool, cool. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, am I an asshole or does that make sense? <laughs> it makes perfect sense because I'm thinking, what do these things mean? And you fucking just explained it away demon's like look assholes i'm in the room i hear you he's here you go he's been a disgrace project manager (laughs) he has now possessed this child's body he lost his job he's trying to redeem himself good for you boo boo go ahead go ahead with yourself i'll stop according to william baldern which um he's one of the priests that was appointed to conduct the exorcism here in st louis so the printing he says, quote, the printing always appeared without any motion on the part of the boy's hands. The mother was keeping him under close supervision, end quote. Now, I find this very interesting I mean, um, and question whether or not the mother is providing the eyewitness account or the priest actually saw this happen. I mean, because you did do an episode recently on Munchausen. Thank you. So... That's what I was like, okay, is the mom like writing on it on it just to keep this demon gig going or she's scratching him? Yeah, she's like, hold still. Let me right. just write. I mean, because it's three and a half weeks and Saturday. Come on. I feel like a demon would write some shit in, you know, Aramaic, Latin, draw the sign of the devil, not write out a project right. plan. Here's a, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just saying, because she's like, look, I got some shit I got to do on Saturday. Gone by Saturday. So I'm going to write Saturday. Exactly. And then like, I'm thinking ahead. I can only stay here three and a half weeks, kids. Right. So uh, we're going to end this Saturday in three and a half weeks. Going to be yeah. done. Yeah, we're going to be done. So I, I really have some questions regarding that. But regardless, now Ronald has displayed some of the symptoms right um and he's going to display another one because he's pretty frail he's suffering um he's been tied to a damn yeah, bed his mom's fucking around with him right well he somehow gets this overpowering strength and breaks one of the priests <laughs> nose who's performing the exorcism okay i don't know how close you need to get to someone who has a demon in their body but i don't care if it's 1940s if it's 2349 i don't care the rule of thumb and i feel like we don't have to have this conversation 
Just stay the fuck away. I was going to say like six feet. Six Not feet. within social Social distancing. Reach, whether you're four or 13 right. or 60. Right. Back it seems like, up. thank you. It seems like common sense. The demon wasn't having it. Do we need to put a sign down? You know, social distancing, six feet. <laughs> Come on, guys. Wear a mask. Anyway, so it was also reported that Ronald broke into a violent tantrum of screaming and cursing in Latin, which, of course, is a language he had no exposure to previously, unless his mom was whispering Latin. I can buy that. I can, you know, like, look, the kid legit does not know Latin in the 40s. Concur. Yeah. So, however, during these exorcism sessions, the priests observed a, a pattern in Ronald's behavior. So during the day, he's very calm and normal. But at night, after settling in bed, he would exhibit strange behavior, including screaming and wild outbursts. To me, that just sounds like a kid who don't want to go to bed. But that's just me. I mean, I've dealt with that for, you know, with three kids. Or a kid who's tired of his mother scratching shit in his Fair. Ribs. <laughs> Fair. Fuck off, mom. Get the fuck out. Well, Ronald would also enter a trance-like state um, and start making these sounds like guttural noises. Like, oh. um, I didn't do that very well, but. You, it was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Eat me. You know, wow. that's what Reagan said. <laughs> Anyways, I don't have a crucifix, but that's what she said. Uh, the priests also say they saw objects mysteriously flying in the boy's presence and noted that he would react violently when he saw any sacred objects. <laughs> so in another instance... Like, I really want to believe in this, but it's hard I know, right it's now. hard. I'm struggling. <laughs> so if, you know, we're not taking this seriously, it's because it's very hard, right? Um, it, it's about to go over on the Bigfoot side for agreed, me. Agreed, agreed. So, yeah, okay. well... Let's keep going, though. So in another incident... I'm invested. A pitchfork-shaped pattern of red lines moved from the boy's thigh and snaked down towards his ankle. Now, I, I don't, I guess it's just a scratch. I don't know. These things um, happened every night for more than a month. Uh, once a red X appeared on Ronald's chest, leading the priest to believe he was possessed by 10 different demons. Now, how... They came to that conclusion. Roman numeral X is 10. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. Oh, it is. But that I, I don't know what made them think. I mean, it could mean anything. It could mean X marks the spot. It could mean That's here. That's where he's going to pop here. out of his chest. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Like an alien comes out. I don't know. It just, to me, they're making assumptions. Did you say poop here? <laughs> I did. Okay. <laughs> I, I had nothing. Had it just popped in my head. God. <laughs> Four minutes later, Carrie's like, hold up. Hold up, let's rewind back like four minutes. Did you you say say poop poop here? here? Yeah, 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 I did. (laughs) So finally, um, a month and a half after Ronald became possessed, um, a miracle occurred in his room. Past the three weeks or three weeks? Yeah, I mean, it's a month and a half. So, I mean, three and a half weeks. You know, you always go over a little bit in a project. This this guy, this demon's a poor project manager. It's post-go live. It's post-go live. I've got it. Post-go live. Um, And it happened... Um, on the Monday after Easter and Ronald awoke with seizures, he yelled at the priest saying that Satan would always be with him. And the priests were like, okay, we're going to lay some holy relics, um, crucifixes, medals, some rosaries on you. Let's, let's throw it all on there. Yeah, Toss some garlic see, on there. We got a, we got a, we got a wrap this suit up. happening over here in this we're, bed. We're, we're over budget <laughs> at 10 45 PM that evening. 
Surprisingly, the attending priest called on St. Michael to expel Satan from Ronald's body. Okay, I have another question. Who is St. Michael? No. Yeah, I I see why you would say that. Fuck off. (laughs) I was just guessing. (laughs) But why, and maybe you're going to get to, why why did they wait so long to call the guy to come and expel him? They did that like on day one. Michael was not available at the time. Again, project management resource. Jesus. Resource allocation. No, I, I, well, St. Michael is the warrior of God. Like he, he so has the army. He was He's just the too, controller. too busy to he get there. He had another war to fight. I, I, I'll get there when I can yeah. kind of thing. Hang on, kid. I'll be there as soon as I can. Mighty. Okay. So um, they're screaming to expel Satan. And as they shouted at Satan, um, St. Michael would battle He's going to battle yeah, for Ronald's soul. For the soul of the, for the person soul that's of, possessed. Exactly. So that's going to take a little bit, right? So it's seven minutes later, Ronald comes out of his trance and he's like, oh, he's gone. He's gone. He's I, I would, I could not, look, I could not. <laughs> I know you're struggling right now. I could not be in the room. I would just be like, oh, I would be, I would be laughing. They'd be like, get this bitch out Out. of here. I was just going to say, they'd be like, get out now. No, but I want to see. I want to see. I'll shut up. I promise. Okay. Keep going. So he's, he's recovered. Good for the boy. The boy wakes up. Ronald recounts how he had a vision that St. Mike, you know, St. Michael came in, vanquished, Satan on a great battlefield. So all he wanted was just a little screaming match. This demon. Uh, apparently. Like, I mean, I, I got nothing. Okay. He got tired. Okay. It had been over the three and a half weeks. He's like, I gotta get, I gotta go possess somebody else. Oh like, God. well, let me just get out. Okay. So according to Baldern, um, the strange occurrences and behavior ceased after that. Um, Ronald's identity remained a secret for decades, hence why we were called, he was called Roland 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 Doe. Yep. Um, And he went on to lead a very normal life. He got married, had three children of his own, and actually retired from NASA after 40 years. And this whole time, he was terrified of being exposed. And during, I read that it, like on Halloween, he would leave his house, lock it up and leave because he was afraid somebody was going to find out. And then like somebody was going to find out and want to question him, question him, yeah. not another demon was going to see, I would be more worried about that. Right. And you can't change your name from a, de- you know what I mean? Like exactly. I, I feel like that demon demons got my name and my number. And he's yeah. like, ah, God, I got nobody to possess. Let's just do this guy. Let's go back to Roland Doe. Let's just go back to Roland. He was cool. (laughs) He was cool. His mom helped us out. (laughs) She was on my team. (laughs) So, I mean, the good news here is you can be possessed and then recover. Well, that is good, right? So, So, I mean, for any of you out there who are possessed now, you know, you could... want to be possessed. uh, Exactly. Just write down how long you want to have it done. Three and a half weeks, two weeks, maybe just a day. Maybe it's just a day trip. You don't know, but write it down. Pick a day. Tell your mom she's got to stay a certain amount of time. (laughs) Write out your project plan. Give it to the devil. So we're going to move on to our next case. Now, this one, this one's a little bit uh, more believable. Um, This is one I had not heard of until I began uh, researching, and it kind of creeped me out, right? Um, the year is 1974, so we're speeding up a little bit. 
um, 31-year-old Michael Taylor. He's living an ideal life in West Yorkshire. And anything that happens in England to me is creepy. I love. I, I, I think just because it's a place I've never been, and it's, you know all the little cute cottages and things. Well, and, and it's probably it's more historic. It's historical. It's older. It's older, and so it's like, ooh, yeah. that's creepy. Yeah. Um. So he's married to a woman whose name is Christine, and they have five children. God Almighty, why five children? Well, they're Catholic, probably. Oh. Well, I take that back. I don't know. Maybe they just didn't have birth control. But family and friends describe Michael as mild-mannered and kind. On occasion, though, Michael suffered from bouts of depression and would become withdrawn. Same, same, my man. So his wife claimed that he would go periods without talking to friends and family. But overall, he's a good husband and loving father to his children. I'm just going to say that's red flag number one. That he's a good no. I mean, well, I guess maybe depending on how you look at this, I mean, going basically if a woman tells me my husband or partner mm-hmm. uh, has periods of time where he doesn't talk to anybody. Yeah. I just need our listeners to know that's, that's a fucking red, red flag, flag. People definitely do something. Yeah. You know, you want to take care of that. I segued a little bit, but I feel like it's important to point these out for our young listeners. Agreed. Thank you, Dr. Carey. You're welcome. She can also administer COVID shots. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm kidding. So, um, unfortunately, due to a back injury earlier in life, he had a really hard time finding work. Um, And so that may have led a little bit to his withdrawn behavior. Um, but I'm just speculating too. Yeah, like, he's damn. young. He's like, that's earlier in life already. Exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm 45 and I'm like all about leave me. I'm not even talking to nobody <laughs> for days. That's like a freaking vacation. That's like, yeah. So Michael and his family were not particularly religious people. They didn't attend church on a regular basis, nor went out of their way to attend any of the churches within their area. So they were pretty much heathens like Carrie. <laughs> Just saying. Um, so, however, during one of Michael's... De- You're not wrong. That's the, it's funny because it's true. <laughs> First person to be possessed is going to be Carrie. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. We're going to walk out of here and she's going to have like Judas... Just hit me. Just carry it like in her soul. So anyway, however, during one of Michael's depressive episodes, a friend convinced him that all his problems stemmed from the lack of religion he had and convinced him... To begin attending weekly prayer meetings. You going to church with me tonight? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I so, mean, I'll, 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 no. Mm-mm. That's okay. I'm not going either. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't think you were going to go, but I, I don't know your life. You might, you know. Judgment free zone. Just this area right here, though. <laughs> if you step out of that door, I'm fucking judging you. You bitch. <laughs> so a woman by the name of Marie Robinson ran the prayer meetings, and Michael immediately takes to this woman. Of course, Michael insists... Takes to her how? Well, we're getting there. Okay. So, Michael insists that the enormous amount of time he is spending with Marie is due to her lack of knowledge of the Bible and her ability to spiritually lift him from depression. But is that really the truth? I'm looking at your face, and you're going, shit, no, they're banging. Yeah. They're banging. Uh, I'm just trying to keep quiet. So it begins with the prayer group, but then Michael falls deeper into Marie's preachings um, and begins attending meetings where group members are 
getting exercised, and demons are being cast out with what they referred to as, quote, the power of God, okay. end quote. I, I, I do know people believe in that. I'm- so, and as a side note, and I wish I had a clip, and I, actually, I'll send it to you, and I can post it. It's There is a... And I, I want to say it's probably in Haiti, but you've got a, a, a minister and it's actually freaking hilarious. And I'm going to put it on our Facebook page. But this, you know, priest is running around following this woman who says she's got the devil in her and uh, has slept with him a couple times. And she is saying her, and I apologize, but her pussy is itching. I could have done without hearing that. It's absolutely hilarious. And this might be something you can use on the, uh, what the pod was that? Because. She, oh, it, yeah, send it. It is 100% crazy. And she ends up going to the bathroom and he's like, what do we do for you here today? Well, I go to the bathroom and some stuff and blood come out. I think I'm free of my demon. I, I, I literally was like, okay, uh, I, I I was speechless. That's gross. But it was a little mini exorcism right there on YouTube. I'll post it on our Facebook yeah, page because it that. is hilarious. So anyway, um, it's during this time that Marie begins offering private meetings with Michael. Uh, Christine was convinced that these meetings were carnal in nature. That's Christine's his wife, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, yeah, because uh, Christine... I'm right here. I, I, yeah, right. We're right there with girl. you. Two right. o'clock in the morning, we want to go see what he's doing. I'm coming to pick you up. Let's go. Right. So although Michael insists that during these meetings, it's just he and Marie, they'd, we're sitting across from each other, and we're making the sign of the cross. That's all we're doing over and over. We're making the sign of the cross. Sometimes for oh, wow. okay. up to eight hours. Okay. Now, they could be doing this naked, and maybe that's what they're calling sex. I don't know. Make a sign of the cross, bitch, and get on your knees. Yeah. Like, I I mean, that they could be saying that, right? But their belief was if they did this, it would nullify the evil power of the moon. Okay. One, I didn't know the moon was evil, but, you know, I'm just, uh, it's news to me. But now, I I just want to say, though, if your spouse comes home and says that they were with someone, I don't care if it's a man or a woman. I, I really don't. I mean, it could be Carrie. If I go home and I tell my husband, I'm with Carrie eight hours a day for, you know, to making signs of the cross to nullify the evil power of the moon. I would hope he's like, all right, that's it. I'm out. Deuces. Yeah. I'm well, running. You know, Ryan, you never have to worry about that <laughs> shit. So I just want you to know, I, I'm, I'm here to tell you if Chrissy ever comes home and tells you that she's lying and you need to find out what the <laughs> fuck she was doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I swear that's what we were doing. <laughs> and and if that's your story, I just need to know beforehand. No, please, please. And then and then Jedi mind tricks. You didn't hear this, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I just want to say that's a second red flag, right? Right. You got a guy who's withdrawn, and now you got him doing God knows what, making the sign of a cross for eight hours a right. day with another woman. I just and 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 it's a red flag and. Christine should have hauled ass as quickly as possible because, spoiler alert, the story does not end well for oh, her. No, it doesn't. No, it does not no. end well for her. I know you're okay. surprised. Shock. 
Well, while Christine already had her suspicions, uh, members of the so-called congregation began noticing Michael's attachment to Marie as well and suspected that he had fallen in love with her. So, duh, duh, and duh. Yeah. Um, what was more troubling, though, was that Christine began noticing that Michael's behavior was becoming even more withdrawn. And of he, course. <laughs> yeah, he'd become really depressed when he wasn't around Marie. So he he'd also get in like arguments and lash out with his to his children. So so I mean he was having Marie withdrawals, I guess. Um, So Christine does what any normal spouse would do and openly in front of the congregation confronts Michael about all the time. (laughs) The congregation, like in front of like church. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. It's, it's, it's during one of these prayer meetings. She's like, what the hell's going on? Is Marie there? And Marie is there. She wants to know what the hell is going on for you, Christine. They're eight hours signing of the cross sessions and why he's acting like Marie hung the damn moon and stars. So tell me what's up, bitch. Yeah. Well, that conference, that con confrontation, causes Michael to snap. Instead of discussing the issue, he's like, all right, look, we'll talk about this when we get home. No, he doesn't. Michael verbally and physically attacks his wife. He just beats her ass. He's like, that's it. In church? Bitch. (laughs) You are possessed, Michael. You want to actually me? You want to come at me? Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So if you, I I will say, if you do beat your ass, (laughs) beat your wife's ass or your partner's ass in church, you are probably possessed we're, we're gonna we're like, just we're gonna, gonna go ahead that's we're gonna a, expedite that your way. application through right. How the do you know you really possess well he stood up in the middle of church and beat the shit out of his wife could oh you, okay here you go but could you tell us the uh what led up to the incident well i mean i called him out in front of everyone oh okay see now maybe you shouldn't have done that i'm just saying no good for you christine well he begins yelling in strange tongues and the members of the congregation have to restrain his ass from hurting his wife. Marie would later say, quote, I suddenly glanced at Mike and his whole features changed. He looked almost bestial. He kept looking at me and there was a really wild look in his eye. I started screaming at him out of fear. I started speaking in tongues. Mike also screamed at me in tongues. I was on the verge of death, and I seemed to come to my senses. I knew that the only name of Jesus would save me, and I just started saying over and over again, Jesus. When Christine heard me calling on the name of Jesus, she started saying it too, and I firmly believe that I was only by calling on his name that I was not killed. Oh, she's a fucking shit show too. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I didn't even understand that. I mean, come on. The yeah. wording is stupid. So, meanwhile, Michael conveniently has no memory of this shit. No, no memory. I know I beat your ass. If I'm going to beat my wife's ass, I'm going to, I'm going to remember that shit. But yeah, apparently he didn't. It was the demon. So at that point, I'd have to tell my husband, "Look, you got to make a choice. It's either these prayer meetings or me. Right? One or the other. Absolutely. But as a true zealot." Uh, Michael goes to the next meeting. I guess Christine was like, just go. I'm, I'm done. So, um, and he would receive full absolution from Marie in that next meeting. And it's really, all right, I absolve you of all your sins. and Which really means God forgives you, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, she is speaking through God to say, I forgive you for being your wife's ass. 
I forgive you for being stupid. Yeah. So still his outbursts had not gone unrecognized. People were talking and, and none of it was good. A local vicar called on a group of ministers and declared that Michael was currently suffering from a demonic possession. And what would he need? An exorcism. An exorcism. I mean, if... If anybody's going to say someone needs an exorcism, I believe, yeah, that shit would... uh, Like I said, this one's a little bit more believable. A little bit more, yeah. So on October 5th, 1974, Father Robert, or excuse me, Peter Vincent and Reverend Raymond Smith met Michael at the St. Thomas's Church in Gauber. The prayer group was also in attendance, so you have witnesses at this point. And over the next eight hours, they would perform the sacred rite of exorcism. During the ritual, Michael began thrashing, convulsing, and spitting, and had to be tied to the floor of the church. So they take a crucifix and they jam it into his mouth. <laughs> and I, I, I got nothing. And it, it just, I can't imagine how that would feel. They I ju- like the the motion that you like Chrissy's that? doing right now. Um, just use your Let me demonstrate. imagination. <laughs> so jams it in his mouth, um, and he was completely soaked by holy water because they just kept splashing him. Well, at 8 a.m. October 6th, the priests couldn't continue. They were exhausted and by their own admission had cast out more than 40 demons from Michael. And there there goes Carrie's eye roll. So how (laughs) they were able to keep count of these demons or even determine the number of demons that were in this guy is beyond me. I have no idea. I'm curious. Do they say their name as they exit? Hi, my name is Victor and I'm exiting the soul. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know how that works, but needless to say, 40 of them bad boys came on out. Um, and I, I don't know how that guy was able to keep it together if he had 40 demons in him. I mean, I, I they have to say their names on the way out. Like, I, exiting, exit, I, <laughs> Elvis is now left. I, don't, I have no idea. I got I, nothing. I'm... I'm I got nothing either. I I have nothing either. So with so many demons within him, priests said the exorcism would have to be finished at a later date. (laughs) And advised Michael, don't worry, don't worry. Um, We only have three demons left. And um, those are murder, madness, and violence. So the worst ones. That's serious. That's what they told him. Yeah. Wait, we couldn't start with these bad boys first? I know, right? Don't you always do like the hardest things first and the easy ones last? I could totally deal with a demon that's stealing some gum. So they just just sent him home? They they just sent him home. They do. do. So they sent... Wait, 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 wait. I need to, I need you to go ahead, uh, priest or whoever, write this excuse because there's going to be some shit that happens tonight and I'm going to have to give this to the judge. <laughs> exactly. It's like a doctor's Dude, excuse. Dude, I would go on a spree. Oh, oh, it's, it's going to get bad. Oh God. Okay. So they go home and they're, they're preparing for part two of this exorcism. Well, we already know Michael doesn't like his wife, right? Because right. he beat her ass in church. First right. of all, exactly. Second yeah. of all, um, yeah. then, got- then the priests say, oh, you still have murder, madness, and violence, violence. in you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's just going to go finish the job. Yeah. So, yes. he, yeah, I mean, <laughs> just go home with these three. God. Lay in bed. Maybe she should tie your ass up or something. I mean, they didn't <laughs> send him home with instructions. They just were like, go home. So it's, At least the other kid they put in the fucking hospital. Right, they strapped him to the bed. Well, at 945... Just an hour and 45 minutes after the exorcism, police 
patrolling the area where Michael and Christine lived, discovered a very gruesome sight. A man shambling through the trees, completely naked and covered with blood. Oh, dear God. It was, of course, none other than Michael Taylor. The officer that had found Michael rushed to his home, only to find more police officers were already there. Neighbors had heard noises, and the police were called. The officer approached the house, but was waved off by a criminal inspector who was leaving. Quote, you don't want to see this one, son. I've seen nothing like it before, and I've seen a few. It's the wife. She's got no, he ripped at her son. It's a right mess in there. There's not much left of her. You don't want to see it, end quote. After saying that, he doubled over and vomited in the yard. Mm. Upon entering the house, officers were met with what some would later call the worst crime scene they've ever worked. Michael had a brutally attacked Christine, uh, removing her eyes and tongue, before ripping her face off of her skull. He then strangled the family dog. Why he had to... Right, I don't know why. Just leave that shit out in future stories. Why he killed the dog, I don't know. But after the dog was dead, he ripped its eyes and tore it from limb to limb, throwing them around the house. So he's got doggy limbs flying through the damn house. The house was covered wall to ceiling in blood. So Michael... Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> may, may I answer your question? Um, anything about the kids? Kids are fine. He oh, left, well, that's good. He left the kids alone. See, but, all right, this is what I'm going to say. If it was, if he was really possessed, he'd have fucking killed everybody. Agreed. He just targeted his wife. And his, he was like, shit, I probably should. revenge. Yeah. Because that bitch called him out in church. Exactly. And she, in his mind, made him beat her ass in church and the bitch had to pay. I I think the dog was an afterthought. He was like, oh shit, I got to make this look real. Yeah. 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 So Michael, who was at the time receiving care in a nearby hospital was arrested. Um, He never provided a motive for killing Christine beyond quote released. I am released. It is done. The evil in her has been destroyed. End quote. (laughs) Yes. And that bitch is going to stop accusing me of shit. Right. (laughs) So exactly what happened Uh, Was Michael Taylor possessed? The defense did not think so. He laid blame squarely at the feet of the prayer group and the priests who did the exorcism. He stated that the group exacerbated an already cracking, fragile mind. He cast doubt on the possession theory by calling it, quote, neurotics feeding neurosis to a neurotic, end quote, which I think sums a whole lot of shit up for me, too. Like, it's just craziness. Yep. So at trial, Michael was acquitted. This dude was acquitted by reason of insanity. And I got to admit, I mean, he was a little bit insane. He's ripping dog limbs. Like, I mean, who does that? Yeah, this guy needs to be in, in um, general population as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, well, he received psych- psychiatric care for four years before he was released back into the public. So I want to say if you live in West Yorkshire... I'd be very careful that you might be living with a man possessed by like three. Yeah. Cause they're still spirits there, right? because you know, the priest didn't even finish. So you got madness, violence and murder, murder roaming around there oh, in God. West Yorkshire. So our last case is a sad one, but this is also the basis of another Hollywood blockbuster. You ever hear of the exorcism of Emily Rose? Yes. Okay. I have not watched it though. Okay, well, it stars Jennifer Carpenter, you know, Dexter's sister, and Laura Linney. 
And, and if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to spoil it or anything, um, but I definitely recommend it. It's a really good movie. It's going to leave you a little freaked out. Okay. It's more modern, obviously, than The Exorcist. So, okay. and it's, it's, it's a good, it's a good flick. So this real story begins in Bavaria, and that, that movie is based off of this case. So the story is in Bavaria, West Germany, in the 1960s. Annalise Mikkel is a very devout Catholic uh, who was 16 at the time, and suddenly she just blacks out at school. Witnesses see her walking around looking dazed and confused, and later Annalise doesn't remember a thing about the incident. So a year goes by and the same thing happens again, but this time she wakes up in a bed that's wet. She had peed the bed. Mm. And her body then went through a series of convulsions like she was having a seizure, which is likely what was happening, you know, throughout this time. Her parents decide she needs to go see a doctor who ultimately say, okay, we're going to send you to a neurologist because there's nothing, I guess, sick-wise, right? The neurologist diagnoses her with temporal lobe epilepsy. This type of condition causes seizures, loss of memory, and the the individual oftentimes experiences visual and auditory hallucinations. It's important to note that temporal lobe epilepsy can also called what's it's Geschwin syndrome. Now, Geschwin syndrome is a characteristic behavioral syndrome, um, and it consists of the following features. Hyper-religiosity, which obviously that makes sense you're over-religious. Mm-hmm. Um, hypergraphia, which I had to look that one up, um, and that's the intense desire to write or draw. And then hyposexuality, which is self-explanatory, and irritability. So doctors prescribe Annalise medication to deal with her epilepsy, which seems to work for a short period. And she enrolls in the University of Würzburg in 1973. However, turns out the drugs ain't working. And uh, she, as the year progresses, her condition begins to deteriorate. So, though she's still taking her medication, Annalise begins to believe that she's possessed by a demon and she needs to find a solution outside medicine. So, she begins to see the face of the devil wherever she goes and tells people she hears demons whispering in her ears. More specifically, she claims to hear demons tell her she's, quote, damned and rot in hell while she's praying. At this point, Annalise is very convinced she's possessed by the devil himself. Now, is it common or uncommon for people to know or to think that they're possessed? Okay. I don't know that they are... Like, you wouldn't know, right? I don't think so. I mean, that's why, to me, this case is a little bit... It's off. It's off, and it absolutely points to, in my opinion, um, a mental illness disorder. Or, or, or issue, right? I, I, she already has epilepsy. We know that it can cause Geschwin's syndrome mm-hmm. um, and the hyper-religiosity is, I think her examples sum up this, the, or at least fall in line with the symptoms, right? So, but she's she seeks out priests to help her with her demonic uh, possession, but they reject her. Uh, stating she needs medical help, which she does. And a bishop, you know, at that point still would need to approve the exorcism. And they just didn't believe she was possessed. 
possessed. So, but she does. So, um, she rips her clothes from her body, um, compulsively performs up to 400 squats a day. That girl had some buns of steel, I'm telling you. 400 yes, squats a day. That's some serious working out. Yes, she did. I can't do but like 10. <laughs> so, and and then she crawls under a table barking like a dog for two days. So, uh, that's that's strange. I mean, but I can do that. Um, she also starts eating spiders. And coal... Um, she also bites the head off of a dead bird and licks her own urine from the floor. Okay, I'm, I'm just drawing a line in the sand there. So, uh, well, my 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 line was at spiders. I'm oh, sorry. The, the, the whole starting at spiders and ending in yeah. At urine. Yeah, yeah. Because, like Done. I said, I can crawl under the table right now and bark like a dog. I yeah, I mean that anybody can do that. That's I am not impressed. But you grab a spider and eat it. Shit, I, I, you're gonna beeline to the front of the exorcism line for me because yeah. you're, you're crazy. It, yeah, you're crazy. Um, thankfully, Annalise and her mother find a priest by the name of Ernst Alt who believes she's the real deal and requests the permission of the bishop to perform an exorcism. His reasoning, later documented in court records, was that quote she didn't look like an epileptic. End quote. Now I don't know what the hell an epileptic looks like, but I've, I've I feel like they look normal. So I guess he needed to cover his ass because uh, he knew this shit was not going to turn out well. <laughs> is my only thought. Yeah, that's my only thought. So Ernst is successful in his petition to the bishop and assigns Arnold Rents to perform the exorcist, but under the condition it remains secret which clearly that request was not upheld because we're sitting here talking about it. But over the next 10 months, following the bishop's approval of Annalisa's exorcism, Alt and Rents conducted 67 exorcisms, lasting up to four hours on this young woman. Um, through these sessions, Annalise revealed that she believed she was possessed by six demons. We got Lucifer, Cain, because, you know, he killed his bro, Abel, um, Judas, is Cariot, Adolf Hitler. All right, so we're saying Adolf is a demon now? Yeah, now that's what, okay. yeah. She's saying Judas is. Uh, and I thought he was forgiven. I thought Jesus was like, all right, I gotcha. You denied me. Right. You pointed me out. But I'm going to forgive your ass. <laughs> but now he's now a, de- a demon. And now, and also Nero. Right. And Fleshman. And I had to look up who Fleshman is, but he was a defrocked and excommunicated priest from the Catholic Church due to his drunken behavior and was also apparently accused of assault and murder. But compared to the other demons, I feel like he's probably a peach. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't, how he, I mean, you're he drunk. Wasn't responsible for one of the world's worst. Exactly. I don't, I, I exactly. He didn't kill millions of people. He was just a drunk. I, I mean, if that's the case, damn, I'm, I'm, a demon. I'm a damn demon. Look, next time you can just say Carrie's possessed me. Maybe that's what happens when we get drunk. I don't know. But anyway, it was said that the demons would fight for power over Annalise's body. She just wanted attention. That's all that bitch wanted. I feel certain. And communicate from her mouth with a low growl. Um, there's actual audio. <laughs> There's actual audio of this online if you want to look it up. And I, I they have uh, subtitles because it's in German. Um, but during one of the exorcisms. The demon Hitler. 
Hitler, the demon Hitler, okay. says, quote, people are stupid as pigs. It, it, they think it's all over after death. It goes on, end quote. Well, for you, it do, boo-boo. It do. <laughs> but I want to say pigs are super damn smart. Yeah, they are. So Hitler is stupid. He's just stupid. Well, Judas, because there must have been a fight going on. Judas then says to Hitler um, and, and that he was nothing but a big mouth. And had no real say in hell. So, I mean, there's some, some you oh, know, yeah. uh, okay, just, internal fighting going on. Yeah. Inter, interdepartmental arguments going on in this poor girl. So, you know, you can imagine. So, throughout these sessions, Annalise would fe- frequently talk about um, dying to atone for the wayward youth of the day and the apostate priests of the modern church. So, she's... I, I I don't know if she felt it was on her shoulders to to pray the demons away. But, I got nothing on that. But she'd continue to kneel in prayer over and over to the point where she ripped the tendons in her knees and was still what we call in, in Catholicism genuflecting. Um, and priests had to frequently restrain her so they could conduct exorcism rites. Unfortunately, she didn't seem to improve, and she she slowly, slowly, slowly uh, stopped eating. Sadly, she eventually died of malnutrition and dehydration on July first, nineteen seventy six. She was just twenty three years old. Um, after, I mean, that's sad. It is very sad. It, it, this story is very sad. She had opinion. other issues. One hundred percent. After her death. Annalise's story uh, became a national sensation in Germany after her parents and the two priests who conducted the exorcism were charged with negligent (laughs) homicide. Yeah, as they should. Um, They came before the court and even used the recording of the exorcism to try and justify their actions. But they could have taken that girl to the hospital to get intravenous fluids or something if she had stopped eating and drinking. So they were just negligent. Um, the two priests were found guilty of manslaughter, resulting from negligence, and were sentenced to six months in jail, which, I mean, what the hell, six months? That's I mean, just a vacation. Could you imagine what would have happened to two priests in a in jail prison? Ooh, that's fair. I didn't think about that. Uh, yeah. Man, I'd wear my soap around my neck. <laughs> just saying. Yep. Um, which was later suspended, though. Like, their, their uh, sentence was suspended, so I guess they didn't really actually serve any time. Um, but they also got three years of probation. I don't know what that means. I, I guess that means you can't conduct exercise. Yeah. It just means live life as normal, I you, guess. Right? Like <laughs> continue you're on. You're a fucking priest. So just don't Don't do any exorcisms for like three months, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Um, the parents were exempted from any punishment as they had quote unquote suffered enough, which Apparently, is some kind of criteria in sentencing in German law. I'm moving to Germany, so right? I can do whatever the fuck I want. Right? I killed a bitch. Yeah, I know, but I suffered. I'm, I'm, I'm suffering about it. nightmares, so it's all good, right? Right? I think you. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Fine. Two months probation. Um, whether or not Annalise was possessed or not, you know, is up for debate. Uh, was she mentally ill or severely epileptic with Gershwin syndrome? Uh, I tend to believe the latter because I'm I'm a bit of a skeptic on this particular case, just because she had been diagnosed with a yeah. neurological disorder by an actual doctor. Right. Um, I will say though, her before and during pictures, if you look her up, mm-hmm. um, 
and we can put those online. She has this wholesome look as a 23-year-old cute girl. And then at the end where they took her picture, she looks straight up rough. And I I don't mean like bad hair day rough. I mean meth head, chewed up face rough. It's bad. Um, It's sad to say the least. And being Catholic myself, I find this subject kind of fascinating because it's it's hilarity, but also some things it's hard to explain, right? You know, it's how does somebody snap somebody's head when they're, you know, half the size of you, um, speaking tongues, that kind of thing. It's it's interesting to say the least. I have a um, hard time believing. I mean, it's fascinating, right, mm-hmm. to listen. But I have a yet I believe in dragons. So take that with for a grain of salt. For what it's worth, for yes. what it's worth, I find a hard time. <clears throat> believing in these types of stories mm-hmm. only because I'm not religious. Um, I yeah. think they go hand in hand, right? Like sure. you, you really can't believe there's a hell if you don't believe there's a heaven or sure. a Satan. If you, you know what I mean? No, understood. Yeah. While clearly there's something wrong with these people, right? Whatever that is, it's uh, epilepsy or possession or mm-hmm. mental illness. Um, I think in today's time, and correct me if I'm wrong, there would likely be a diagnosis of some sort for these individuals. Yeah, so when I was researching um, as far as exorcisms go, they have to go through a process to be approved, as I said in the beginning, but um, they're going to rule out any any form of you know physical issues or psychological or not for Annalise being sick. Correct. So this was in the sixties under, under table or seventies that they would do it privately. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And this, again, it's, I hear these, they talk about how scientific it is and you got to go through all these uh, requirements, but then you hear stories like this and it's like, uh, it, uh, no, yeah. what, what was the requirement there? She yeah. ate a spider. I mean, totally that's at the top of my list, but I'm just saying like, that's, you've already been diagnosed with, epilepsy it's causing you to behave i don't know why that wasn't the just end all be all right, right. i don't understand i mean an epilep epilepsy is terrible yes so which we all know right okay i just my two cents yeah so i i mean again i i don't find this story very credible in terms of her being possessed um i don't see there was no record of shit flying through the sky her well, levitating and the priest in the beginning didn't believe exactly it. but it, you, you're gonna find one you're yeah. gonna find one and that's what she did yeah so um i can't say that i've ever either played with a like a ouija board by myself just because i i mean again i find this stuff hard to believe but that shit could happen so i mean i'm yeah. i'm just saying like i don't do what you the, never know what's the bloody mary i don't fuck around with that shit either like mm-mm. no mm-mm. no just because hey um i think Honestly, anything is possible to an Agreed. extent. So Agreed. Why push? I don't, I mean, if there was no such thing as bad luck, I don't know that I'd have any luck at all. I'm not fucking around with that shit. Right. Which means there could be a Bigfoot. <laughs> okay. I'll give you a small percentage that there could. There. I mean, I know there are no dragons. You know what I mean? I would love for there to be dragons. But would you? Yeah. When it brought, like breathed fire on you and then like burnt your ass up in your house. Y- yeah. Just to say, oh, well, I don't, I don't that know. That shit was cool. I don't know that they would necessarily be fire breathing dragons. <laughs> they lick you. 
Yeah, <laughs> They're like cats. I'm, I mean, they could be. <laughs> you can't have it both ways, Carrie. <laughs> well, that's all I have for today's show. Um, we'd love to hear from you on the subject. Uh, reach out to us. Tell us what you think. Um, and until next time, friends, be kind and don't get possessed. Be kind? Yeah, be kind sometimes. Okay, that's you could be possessed. It could be one of the reasons. All right. Bye. Bye. This episode of Status Macabre is recorded live from the Maddie Johnson Podcast Studio at GOT Sound Studio in Columbia, South Carolina. This episode is produced and engineered by Neek the Geek, owner and operator of GOT Sound Studio. To support the show, please visit statusmacabre.com for links to social media, merchandise, and more. Special thanks to Muff the Producer, Neek the Geek, Barrett Gruber, and you, our listeners. Please subscribe, rate, review, and share. Thank you for listening.